0: This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dush Dalton, bringing you one of our very popular interview sessions. And this week, we actually have two guests at the exact same time. We've got two comedians that will be at the Helium Comedy Club this weekend, starting Friday, November 22nd at 8 p.m. Saturday, November 23rd, 8 and 10:30. They are Louis Katz and Grant Gordon. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hey, I'm in the car with my
1: feature act, a very funny Grant Gordon, who's here with me. Grant, say hi. Hello. Hello. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hi. <laughs> oh, I thought this Louis is such a talented guy that he brings his own live studio audience with him for a
2: podcast.
0: He's oh, driving. Oh, well, he's actually
2: just no secure. He needs the validation.
0: constantly. <laughs> you know, as I do these podcasts and we and we talk to a lot of people, I realized just before I called you that this is like speed dating. Just kind of tell me about yeah. yourselves.
1: <laughs>
0: thought, wow!
2: Ooh. Same
1: well, time. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I like hiking and Yeah
2: activity. Sometimes I like to go Down to
0: the river <laughs> I thought you were Going to get a bunch of fans When you said I go down And then you You added to the river <laughs> We're going to turn The helium into, into singles night If you keep talking Like that No but In all seriousness I really appreciate You both being on the show You've done stand up comedy Now for how long
1: Oof, uh, 18 years
0: 18 years yeah, Are you just a glutton for punishment, or is this something that you want to do forever?
1: Yeah, I just, I enjoy the abuse, I enjoy the constant instability, it's really, uh, tricky, <laughs> but no, I, 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 uh, I really, truly love it, man, it's, uh, I've just been doing it pretty much right out of college, I've been doing it, and I just haven't really stopped since then, and it's just, uh, I, I just really love doing it.
0: That's very cool. Who were some of the comedians that inspired you?
1: Well, when I started off, I wasn't that, I was more into sketch growing up. I liked kind of, uh, you know, I liked Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy just because of the time when I was growing up, but there wasn't that much stand up on TV or stand up comedians that I really liked. And so then when I started doing it, I I really uh, did a deep dive and started um, discovering all these comedians. And and so the people getting big kind of right then were who I really loved like David Tell, uh, Doug Stanhope, Mark Marin, uh, Maria Bamford, Dana Gould. Those were like my uh, a lot of my favorites when I when I first uh, started out and still my favorites to this day
0: and you got to open for Dave here recently right?
1: yeah I've been working with um, with Intel. you know it's cool because I was uh, when I started out I was um, I was a very dirty comedian I'm still a pretty dirty comedian yeah. but uh, when I started out I was even dirtier I guess or just maybe less polished so I could only work with other fellow kind of dirty comedians. And so that meant I got to work with some of my favorites right out the gate. So I think Stan Hope was the second person I ever uh MC for and then uh Atal must have been one of the one of the early ones as well. And so I've been working with him for years and years and years and uh, he's just uh, he's just an amazing talent. I mean he's just he's just basically the funniest stand up straight up <laughs> and uh, and it's and it's it's a uh, it's an honor and privilege to get to work with him all these years.
0: Oh, uh, you know, I think And this is going to sound odd to say to especially gentlemen like you that I think David Tell is one of the most underrated national comedians that we have that that tours. And what I mean by that is other comedians realize just how funny David Tell is. He doesn't have that Kevin Hart kind of exposure to the world, but the man's a genius. The bumping mics thing that he did with Jeff Ross was amazing.
1: Yeah, it's really cool because, you know, I uh... I work with him so much, and, you know, sometimes when you work with someone for
0: a while, or usually, like,
1: you, you know, we do someone at the same show night to night, and so once you've seen someone's acts, unless they're adding new stuff, you've kind of seen it. I can watch him night after night because he changes the order. He, he He's an amazing. His crowd work and riffing is is, is, is is I think, the greatest of anybody. Like, heads, head and shoulders better than anyone else in the game. Because when he riffs a joke, he riffs a joke. It's not just a line that's funny because it's in the moment. He riffs a Full on, almost fully written joke, and it's and it's just phenomenal
0: and, and, and mind blowing to watch. Oh, it's very cool. Now you mentioned that when you first started that you were more of a dirty comedian, and you 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 still are somewhat. You said, but you've cleaned up a little bit. What made you change?
1: Well, you know, I just um, I just uh, I I mean, uh, time <laughs> just getting like <laughs> old. I just uh, it's still dirty. You know, it's still like it, I it's just the kind of comedy that I like. It's things that kind of like push the envelope a little bit but you know it just um I, i'd say it was just a, like a, a lot of sex jokes early on and now i kind of pushing different kind of things in different directions i find it's more fun to tell a joke if i tell a joke over and over again if the joke has a point to it even mm-hmm. if the point is as simple as the, me arguing that uh i don't think cake is that good like i had on my last <laughs> album so so i you know i just try i just try and challenge myself and and, and, and uh make jokes about, you know, all kinds of different things. So, what, so yeah, that's kind of what the change was.
0: What, what the hell is your problem with cake? <laughs> uh, it doesn't taste good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's over
1: you, you think you like cake. I'm going to do a little bit of the video, but the truth is you think you like cake, but what you actually like is frosting, and that's the problem with cake. is It's all this bland, dry air bread with just a little bit of frosting. Uh, Should-
0: I'm, about, I'm about to <laughs> blow your mind here, Louie. I actually what, take, what, the, I, get- I take the frosting off the cake. Before I eat it, I don't oh, like this. F- <laughs> maybe it's just because I <laughs> like bread. <laughs> you yeah, <maybe>. yeah, <laughs> got some sweet bread. you take the hot dog out of the bun, too? <laughs> <laughs> you mean there's a bun? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just oh, wrap bread heart. around it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that,
1: really, that, really, yeah, that took me by surprise. I, don't know, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't
0: the things that you had talked about with david tell especially is how you riff jokes and you you work on it this is a skill this is something that you've yeah. worked on like you said now for almost two decades how long does it take you to put together a set for like let's say a 20 minute set
1: oh you know it's uh well i'm always working on new material and stuff comes in and out of the act and whatnot and i love to write a lot like that's really what i get off on is writing new jokes so i'm constantly trying new stuff it's just a lot of it doesn't stick you know I just only I only keep the stuff that's really working or that that
0: I I can see it going somewhere now you mentioned off air that you are based out of New York but you spend a lot of time in Los Angeles as well is that intentional yeah. from a comedian standpoint that because there's so many comedy venues that you can go in and try out new material yeah well you
1: know I'm, I'm from Los Angeles so that always made whereas for a lot of comedians it's this big move and it's like they're going there to to, to chase their dream to me it's more it's it's the opposite. It's like, I feel like I'm moving back home. So a, that's, it's always easy for me to go to LA whenever, whenever I need to. And, uh, because of that, and maybe because LA wasn't that, uh, to me and also because there just isn't a lot of stage time actually in Los Angeles. It can be very hard because there's so much competition. Uh, I, I, I chose to move to New York. And so I've been pretty much based there for the last 10 years and I still go back and forth a lot between there and LA this year. I was back and forth a lot, a lot, but, um, I think next year I'm actually digging in back in New York, and, and I'm going to make that really more of my uh,
0: home base. Ah, that's very cool. Now you have a podcast as well, and yes. it, it's potentially the best name for a podcast I've ever heard of, which is Roadheads. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I love that name. You know, I think <laughs> I like our logo, and, and then I see stuff like that, and I feel like I've got to start all over. <laughs> How yeah, does that? Yeah, well, how did Thanks, you? Man. Yeah, it's awesome. How did you come up with the name, and what's the concept of, of your podcast?
1: So, Roadheads, It's um, it's a brand new podcast that I started with a fellow comedian, uh, buddy of mine, Matt Fulcheron. Um, yeah. you know, we just wanted something that has a, a podcast that has a little bit of structure, but not too much. So we did, and we decided to talk about traveling um, because we're both on the road all the time. Uh, it's it's constantly refillable. There's so many crazy stories from little minutia of like drama of getting to the airport to like traveling internationally like learning about new cultures and stuff like that I've traveled like I love to travel around the world I just not only just for to perform comedy but also just because I dig seeing new places so there's just it's just a uh, a very an deep well, well an endless well of, of, of stuff to talk about uh, and also because comedians tend to have traveled a lot too because we work the road comedians always have stories and things to talk about with that so that's where it came from and uh, and Matt Fulcheron, he's had his own uh, podcast for a while called the Full Charge, and I think he also, like you were saying off mic, that you, you know, you're looking for someone else to do this podcast with. It would seem like it would be easier if we partnered up. So we've teamed up and we've started doing it. I've, I've, I'll tell you, I've, I really enjoy doing it. It's a it's a cool concept, and there's all sorts of cool, interesting stories that we get to talk about on there. I I did like a four week tour in Europe uh, over the summer. I've been discussing that on the podcast. Um, we talked to. Uh, uh, comedian Motion Casher, about about his like uh, RV that he drives around and travels around with his family. So there's so many different angles to travel. We, we cover all of them.
0: Can you imagine if you traveled in an RV with just buddies and went from city to city to city and got to just... Like... <laughs>
2: That's a dream, baby. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love RVs. I love buddies. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, don't, I don't want a bitch van more than anybody on the
1: planet. Like that. like, oh, That's what, yeah.
0: Tesla. Tesla <laughs> needs to come out with like a party bus that drives itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, the that
1: comes out. I was going to say the only thing holding me back is really the the gas. Is uh, if yeah. there was a hybrid, there's a hybrid minivan, but there's no a hybrid like um like a trap. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Full size van that that really exists. A convertible van, van. Yeah. So as soon as they have that, I'll be very tempted to just drop a bunch of cash, pick that up, and just really hit the road.
0: Right, right. and imagine all the chicks you'll get with a full-size van.
1: Oh, man, ladies love
2: vans. That's <laughs> just <laughs> white ones, yeah. the a white that's van? Just a white van. White ladies or white vans? <laughs> <as> well, though. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> if you write uh, free candy on the side, kids love it, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's fun for all the family, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You know, they need to make vans today that have, like, LED boards on the side so that you can differentiate your audience, like free Wi-Fi, free alcohol, depending <laughs> on who's standing on the corner and what you're into that day.
2: <laughs> We're trying to lure in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, <laughs>
0: you got to diversify. <laughs> you too. <laughs> now, Louie, is this your first podcast?
1: No, no, I had a, I had a podcast previously. That was called just the Louis Katz Podcast, and it was just kind of like didn't really have a theme. I just interviewed people. The only theme was that I kind of didn't want to have to have a podcast, and I would bitch about having to have a podcast every week. So I think some people were turned off by that. <laughs> but it was just, it was just how I honestly felt about it. Um, but this one, I'm just a little more. I'm actually kind of excited about it, and it's something I'm interested in, and it's a, it's a fun project to work on. Actually, I'm, I'm enjoying this one a little, uh, a little bit more. Although it's still a work.
0: Uh, work is work. Work is work. Well, I was just trying to figure out what you were going to do with the sudden inflow of money that you were going to receive <laughs> as part of being a podcast superstar. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll buy a few vans. <laughs> oh, I, man, if you had your own fleet of vans, the giney oh, that boy. would be flopping towards you would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Now, in addition to stand-up comedy and, and the podcast, you also have done multiple, multiple Comedy Central specials and, and have multiple albums. And and much kudos to you on that. Now, again, I want to make sure that we, we mention that you will be performing along with Grant at the Helium Comedy Club Friday, November 22nd at 8 p.m., Saturday, November 23rd at 8 and 1030. That's in Indianapolis. You mentioned that you've got some crazy stories on the road. Me, You're clearly in the car. Give me one yes. of the craziest stories that you've had while traveling as a comedian.
1: One that, I mean, there's really a ton. But one that comes to mind is that uh, I did, um, my early shows was I was, um, I would, I would, by the first the first road gigs that I would do, I was based in the Bay Area. That's where I started out. And the first road gigs I would do was a couple um, Oakland comedians would take me on the road with them. And basically, so I'd be doing, I'd be opening for these black comics from Oakland. And there was one show where we drove all the way up to, I believe it was Tacoma, outside of Seattle. We did a show for this guy Pierre, who I would characterize as kind of like the like Northwest's north the Northwestern comedian comedy Suge Knight. He was like this big kind of like <laughs> scary, thuggish dude. I'm a, I'm the only uh I'm the only white guy on the bill. He books like. I, I think I'm just going up there. All of a sudden, there's like six different comics on the bill. We're all crashing at his house, and he gets really drunk. And afterwards, we go back. We go back his place. We're all just sitting around. Everyone's crashing on the couches and shit. And he's he's pretty drunk. He's like, man, you're so funny. He says, he goes, man, you're so funny. You're so funny. I want to choke you. Like, you're so funny. I want to kill you. And I was like, ha That's really funny. I don't know. I don't know if that's an expression. I've never heard that turn of phrase before, but he's saying that. I'm like, okay. All right, that's good. And, and I just sleep on his couch. And uh, and then the next day, we were supposed to get paid and leave. Uh, he didn't have the money. The guy I drove up there, we were still, we stayed there one day in his house. Then we're staying another day in his house. He doesn't have his money. He's got this uh, small Asian wife that is mad that we're all in his house. Everyone's just waiting <laughs> for their money. At some point, the other comedians I drove up with uh, just he book a flight out, and they fly back themselves. I didn't get any money at some, at three days later I had a, I got doctor for the next day back in San Francisco. I'm like, I guess he's not paying me. and just turned around and drove all the way back to the Bay area, which is like 15 hour drive in the middle of the night by myself just to escape.
0: this uh, <laughs> He's like, you're so funny. I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, like it was like
1: that. It was crazy. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, eventually, I think he did pay me a little bit of money. I did see him again at a later date. So thanks, Pierre, for, yeah. for finally paying me out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When you said Pierre, man, you started the story in Oakland. I would have never guessed that story was going there. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> he was well, a hard-ass man, yeah. named Jean-Luc. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you, man. I'm pretty sure his name was Pierre. Maybe i am making that up, but I don't know why they would make that up. Like It's been years and years since I've seen that dude, but... Um, yeah, man! Back in the day, that was that was that, those were the gigs I was doing. You
0: know, I love the fact that he basically just had people over to hang out because he doesn't like hanging out with his wife. <laughs> he he entices yeah. you in like Who might pay you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool! Now, Grant, I want to make sure that we chat with you too. Now, I've we were reading that you've done oh, commercials wow. too.
2: I I honestly I love doing commercials. It's I look at it like a corporate endowment for the arts. Um, you know, because they, um, they keep me, uh, in business, they keep me able to, uh, pursue my, uh, my comedy fully, uh, without the, you know, with a, at least a little respite from the constant financial, uh,
1: anxiety, you know? So, um, I'm very grateful for them and I enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. Let him know you're, you're, he's an iconic spokesman. He's, he's an uh, iconic spokesman slow down on, that. on that. He is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell him. Well, I was the Boost Mobile guy. I yes. Boost Mobile guy. <laughs> For a couple of
2: years. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, and I'm going to yeah. tell you that I think you're a very creative guy, and I'll tell you why. Because you basically okay. just said that comedy doesn't pay shit, so you have to do commercials <laughs> to make a living, but you made it sound so <laughs> elegant. <laughs> 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 a corporate endowment for the art. Wow.
2: i get someone on the spokesperson, perhaps, or somebody to put a face on something. <laughs>
0: Grant, I got to give you some props here too. What's the weirdest thing that you've experienced on the road?
2: Um, basically, a lot of times, you know, you don't. You're a comic. You just you, you don't even have. I didn't have my own car, uh, you know. So I would borrow. I lived in New York. I'm from New York, so I borrowed my dad's car to go on these gigs. And we were going. to, uh, I was going with other comic Andy Sanford. And we were going to, to the Deep South. And my dad is a uh, he's a jazz tenor sax player, and his uh, his license plate on this Honda Civic was a uh, sax guy and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, so we're, we're driving in the deep south uh, with New York played sax guy and I'm we just getting honked at I swear to God, truckers just dirty looks and we, I, I think we did get over at one point I think it was in Tennessee and man the cop just just moseyed up just exactly just Sax guy, huh? And then just—he like, <laughs> was just like, listen, if you have any weed in the car, just tell me now, all right? Because <laughs> I'm either going to search it, and we're going to have a real problem if I find some, or you can just tell me now when you'll have less of a problem. <laughs> then, then I just finished smoking the last of it. Uh, uh, you know,
0: like, <laughs> so what you're saying so, yeah. is the jazz is, is not a popular form of music in the South. I don't think it is. You know what I mean? I don't think they have love for the saxophone. Um, you know, they, they're like, we're going to open up your to... trunk, and we better not find a body. We better find like a, a jug you play <laughs> and, like, and, a, and a banjo. <laughs> Next time when you're going to the south, get a license plate that says "Banjo Guy" and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One board man. <laughs> That's hilarious <laughs> Well again I, I appreciate you guys being on the show Again you'll be at the Indianapolis Helium Comedy Club Friday November 22nd That's tomorrow at 8pm Saturday November 23rd at 8 and 1030 Now where can they find your guys' information Find some of your, uh, your albums and, and your podcasts and things
1: Well I would just say you know just you, know, you can look me up. I'm uh, it's Louie Katz, but just so you know, it's spelled funny. That's my parents' fault. L O U I S K A T Z. So it's Louis with an S, and uh, it's the podcast is Roadheads. And you can find all my dates on my website louiskatz.com, and um, you can find me on Instagram at louiskatzcomedy. So that's those are the best ways to to look me up. I'm um, go Grant
2: Gordon on all the socials: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go Grant Gordon, uh, G-O-R-D-O-N and um, I have a website, Grant Gordon Comedy. Dot .com and that's got some dates and uh, and some clips what whatnot.
0: So. Oh, very cool.